0: welcome to the pastor wife potluck my name is ryan
1: and i'm cecilia
0: and we're back
1: (laughs) it kind of feels crazy that we're doing this again
0: so we were gone for several years (laughs) uh mostly because covid is miserable
1: yeah turns out um 10 out of 10 would not recommend global pandemics
0: yeah i mean we tried it i got married came back to covid we had several more episodes and then we just stopped and uh, over the last few years I've always kind of wondered why we stopped was it because I'm lazy and don't like editing that much is it because our listenership mostly consisted of my mom why (laughs) we did that but then I listened. since we've got everything back online I've listened to the last several episodes and let me tell you they are a bummer
1: oh I hate that I, I haven't even gone back and listened, to be honest with you. I thought about it today, and I was like, no, I just want to start new. And I think that's honestly what it was. It was, it was so excruciatingly hard to do church, um, especially those first couple months when everyone was trying to figure things out. And then it was just like, also, like, we were just going through global trauma, and I think I think everyone felt this. At first, it was, like, a lot of energy and a lot of, like, communal, we can get through this. And then it was just, like, sludge. And it was like, oh, we're going to get through this, but it's not enjoyable. I don't know. That's at least my perspective of it, of why we stopped.
0: For sure. I mean, it really did. Like, we were trying to... Because, like, a lot of what this is, is us giving the highlights of our weeks, what we enjoy about being married to pastors and kind of just being enthralled in the church world. And there was just nothing. There was nothing positive about what we were talking about because there was nothing positive happening. In the last episode before we ended, you won't remember this, but we talked about our Wednesday night meals and just kind of talked about how we didn't know what to do, what day it was. We didn't know when Wednesday was. We were just eating garbage and everything was bad. Gosh.
1: Yeah. And like I think that we have all learned a lot. Like I try to look back during that time and be like okay what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about what's important? But like hindsight was so much better than going through it. And obviously we need to say that COVID is still happening I have a friend who's not at work right now because of COVID and we still need to be safe and take precautions as necessary but I mean it's two years out and I just I feel like a different person than the person who recorded that podcast does that make sense like I just feel like a totally different person than that human
0: yeah I think like you said we learned so much about ourselves because i remember just these conversations where everyone says like the first year of marriage is the hardest and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah and then cory and i got married and immediately stayed inside for a year (laughs) um like it was just so funny because like We learned so much about each other and just our, like, weird habits in that first... Like, the first several weeks, even. On our honeymoon, Corey learned about a habit of mine that I'm not going to share because it's personal. That, like, I've been doing my entire life. And Corey had just found out literally on our honeymoon. And that just continued for 18 months, almost.
1: Yeah. Well, this... We were not going to talk about this, so maybe this will get cut. But what is... What is either, like, one of the, like, shining moments of COVID for you, like, as far as church goes? Like, what's something that you did that you thought was, like, really cool and you want to keep doing? Or what is just one of those things that you learned? Not, like, about Corey, but, like, just from, just about life
0: yeah i think one thing i learned especially i think i know this more now than i did before is how much i value my alone time Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like you say like oh we didn't see people for a year right but like we were always together Um, like the most I was alone was when I would go grocery shopping and we just found this practice of like being able to like take my time and being okay with being by myself I think I just learned to value that so much more and just as a person I need that and and I didn't realize I did because before we got married I lived on my own and I had just several hours by myself every day and immediately Mm -hmm. losing that was eye-opening and what what I needed
1: yeah that's interesting That's interesting because I feel like the opposite is true. I had been working at home and was pretty much by myself all the time, and then William was home, and I hated that. But I realized how often I or how much I looked forward to the times that I did go out of the house. So like the times I did go to church or the times that I did have small groups or whatever that might look like. And so I think that that is really what I learned is how much I actually value community, even though I self-identify as an introvert. So that's interesting. Also with Christmas coming up, I something that keeps like flashing back in my mind is the first Christmas during COVID, William and I had pre- pre-recorded the whole service, which usually we didn't do that. Usually our service was live, but there was like two people in the room doing it live. But we decided to pre-record Christmas Eve. And so we sat up at church because they had better internet and William pressed play. And then we sat there and we watched the Christmas Eve service with everybody else. And it was just like It was exceptionally lonely, it was exceptionally sad, but then after that service, everybody came to the church parking lot to stay in their separate vehicles, but to sing Christmas music or Christmas carols together in the parking lot. And it was so bitter cold that night it was snowing it was truly miserable but it was like such a cool cool time of community and a cool example of the church letting the main thing be the main thing even even though we're apart we're still gonna get together and like celebrate a savior that came to the world i've been thinking about that a lot lately um just as we are starting to prepare for christmas and christmas eve services
0: yeah that's that's nice. Just, a, I mean, is is nice that you have such a like positive memory of Christmas during COVID that like we're probably not gonna get again because that's something you only get when nobody's allowed in the church.
1: Right, <laughs> right. We can all sing. We're gonna sing Christmas carols tomorrow night, and it's not gonna be at all as meaningful as people leaving the house in the snow to come just to be together.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, And that's, I kind of want to leave our COVID conversation there because while the pandemic, this is such a fun thing that's happened now is that anyone talks about the pandemic. And like, obviously it is not in the place it was two years ago, a year and a half ago. But like, we still do this thing where we say, oh, during the pandemic, which is still happening. Right. (laughs) Uh, we did all this stuff. But now that we are in a better place as far as COVID goes, we can move on now with our lives.
1: Yeah. And as in updates. Obviously, <laughs> We're not just yes. Moving on with our lives. Um, and this is our first and last episode back. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, Ryan, it has been approximately two years since we last potted. And you have had some major life updates. And instead of letting you tell everybody what your life updates are, I'm going to tell everybody what your life updates are. Is that cool?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Only if I get to do that for you as well.
1: Yeah, perfect. Okay, so since we last talked, Ryan has gotten married, which like kind of you had already been married, but it's still new enough. You have had approximately five jobs if I can count correctly. And you had, you, well, Corey had, you and Corey have a new baby boy named Thomas. And he's a perfect angel that we all love so much. And he is, I want to say nine weeks today, but I'm honestly not sure. Not like today today, but like he's like around nine weeks is my guesstimate.
0: He is not nine. He is way more than nine weeks. Let oh. me double check because I know how old he is as far as like months go. Oh, he is 10 weeks and two days.
1: Okay. Way more than nine weeks is so offensive.
0: I mean, in, as a percentage of his life. Yeah, I was 10% sure. percent more than 10% off. of his life.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't love your child as much as you do.
0: That's okay. You missed it. We, we also got a dog, a new, another dog.
1: Wait, did you have Leo when we were potting?
0: We did have Leo. We got Leo in October of 2019. We jumped on the COVID dog way ahead of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now you have Marley.
0: Yeah. So I can give some context into everything you just said. Wait,
1: you also got a new car, too, because you don't have the red wagon that you ran around with just your bare feet in, like Um, the Flintstone. It was not a...
0: It was not a wagon. It was a red two-door Honda Accord that had roughly 275,000 miles on it. My dad. We did sell it, and my dad was shocked that I sold it for American currency.
1: I mean, it is truly the surprise of the century that anyone paid you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have to pay someone to take it off your hands.
0: But yeah, so we got married... And then I, before we, after we stopped potting, I left my job at a church because doing church during COVID is incredibly, incredibly hard. And so for my own sake, I left my position so I didn't lose my mind. So instead of working at a church, I got a job at a school. I was an educational assistant in a special ed classroom, which was an experience that I will cherish forever. However, I will tell you there are people out there who have a passion for working with students in the context of a school. And there are people with a passion for special ed education. And I will tell you, I am not one of those people. So while it was a great job to have, it is not something I wanted to do for the rest of my life.
1: I honestly totally even forgot you had that job. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I worked out of school for a little bit. And so all through that th- time... When
1: I said five, I was... Truly joking, but I think it legitimately is about five. I now think that it's, I'm thinking about it.
0: Uh huh. It is close to five. <laughs> um, after the school year ended, I stopped working there because Corey and I moved uh, to Clarksville, Tennessee, about 70 miles away. Which is a fun, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point, is the fun process of a Methodist pastor being moved and how long that takes and how long you know you're moving without knowing where, which is nerve-wracking. And so we moved, and like any good pastor wife, I had to find a new job in the town in which we lived, and Cecilia, I got the best pastor wife job on the planet. I started working at Target.
1: (laughs) I love it. It truly, it fits you.
0: (laughs) It do- I mean, Target, for what it's worth, Target was a fun place to work. And technically, I still work at Target.
1: Gotta get that discount. Gotta
0: get the discount. I don't know how many Target executives listen to our podcast, but I promise you're getting more out of me than I'm getting out of my discount. So I worked at Target for a while, and then I got a job in a different church working with youth ministry. And worked there for a while, and then I got an opportunity to work at a, to get a position working with children and youth at a different church. And so then I was able to fully, well, not fully, but scale back my target work quite a bit. So for the first time in quite a while, I am working one full-time job, and more importantly, I'm living into my pastor-wife identity by being a children's director.
1: I do appreciate that. Which also, like, while we were talking about children's directing, I also have had the impulse to play piano lately, and I was talking to my therapist about, like, you know, fun things that I can do, and I was like, I want to play the piano, but I guess I made a face, and he said, what's that face about? And I said, then I'm just a pastor's wife, <laughs> and he was like, I don't understand, and I was like, I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: Yeah, and, well, like, fine. the fun part about this is, is children's ministry is not something I would have considered before, like, two or three years ago, before Corey and I started, like, decided we were gonna have a baby, and, like, I started thinking about family more, and realizing that, like, children are fun, uh, and they have value in the world, and so now here I am.
1: And now here you are.
0: Yeah, and then also, in the midst of all that, we got a new dog who is the sweetest dog in the whole wide world. And then uh, we also had a baby whom I love and is great. He's the smartest, funniest, sweetest, nicest baby there is on the planet. Let's do a life update for you, Cecilia. From what I know about your (laughs) life in the past three years is that you have continued living in Georgetown, Mm -hmm. full stop.
1: Yeah, it's like so uncomfortable when friends, especially friends from Atlanta, we're just we're in this phase right now that all of our friends are having babies or getting promotions or moving or getting married. I truly love it. Like right now, our whole entire wall is filled with Christmas cards, and they're all either the new fresh babies that were born after last year's Christmas cards that we got like sonograms of, or they're like all the new pregnancy announcements, and like... We've moved, new address, and I just love it. I truly, truly, truly love it. But it's really uncomfortable when all of those friends are like, so what's new with you? (laughs) And I'm just like... I'm living. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we still live in Georgetown. Um, we are still insanely happy with our church family. That is another thing that we've learned over the last couple of years is that we just like, I don't know why, but we just like truly won the jackpot with these people that we get to do life with. Um, And I'm not just saying that because, like, approximately one of them listens to the podcast either. Like, it's just true. I did get a new job. I have started working in the schools. I agree with you that it takes a unique person to love working in the school system. And I don't know that I am that person either. But I thoroughly enjoy my job. And so, yeah, so I started working there last year. Oh, because William fell off a roof. That happened. (laughs) (gasps) Uh, yeah William fell off the roof in 2020 hanging our Christmas lights and turns out being two self-employed people with self-employment health insurance is not conducive to living so I got a more traditional job that includes health insurance and now we are rocking it and it has been since Truly, November 2020, and this month, we are finally paying the last installment on his arm. So we have now purchased William's brand new arm, and that feels great.
0: Yeah, I'm not an insurance expert, but does your (laughs) school insurance, did they consider his snapped into arm a pre-existing condition?
1: No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think they know about it.
0: That's nice, yeah. He wasn't hanging up Christmas lights. He was cleaning the gutters in late March, not November of 2019 or
1: 20. Wait, but I didn't get my job until the next year, so it's all good.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just didn't want the first thing. You're trying
1: to make me sketchy and I'm not sketchy.
0: Well, no, I just wanted to make sure that the first thing this new season of the podcast did was insurance fraud.
1: So I got a new job. We got health insurance now. It, and it's all good. We also went to Maine, and I now have the lifelong dream of moving to Maine. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be a sad bear for the rest of my life. Because I think I was made for New England. You hate yeah, to hear it, folks. <laughs> I just, I love the snow. I love the snow. <laughs> and I love... I love the small towns, and I love, I just loved everything about it. And, like, also, I mean, it's called Vacation Land for a, a reason. So, like, clearly, clearly, I only went as a visitor. But my heart of hearts knows that Maine is the life for me. <laughs>
0: um, you also just described Christmas, Indiana, where it is ha- where they have Holiday World, which is a holiday-themed amusement park. So I don't understand why you have to go all the way to Maine when Indiana is right there.
1: Because I'm pretty sure that Maine doesn't have any amusement parks. And that, in a nutshell, is why we want to move to Maine.
0: <laughs> well, great. I mean, that is all a wonderful thing. My favorite part of your story was when you had to think about why you're working in a school right now, and you got to <laughs> William Fell Off a Roof. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I also, I really do, I really do enjoy my job. Um, I'm doing family resource in the school. And so every day is a challenge. Every week makes me cry. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it is really cool to advocate in this way. Now that because my husband is a pastor and I was a minister and we decided collectively that I was no longer going to do ministry on Sunday mornings, this is a very secular, secular way to to live into calling to be advocates for people. So it's also the last week before <laughs> Christmas, so maybe, maybe my mind is just mush, but... I enjoy it. I did notice that the other, like I was thinking about the other day in my interview when, you know, they always say, tell tell me about yourself. So much of my, my most recent career stuff to talk about is like, well, then my husband went to grad school and then my husband got a new job and it made, like thinking about it also made me feel like I was just like in such like a pastor's wife bubble of like, well, and then my husband moved. So I can't even imagine with the itinerancy part of Corey's calling, like you said you moved to Clarksville and like it's just like yeah you just Uh you just move when it's time to go I know no it's not my favorite thing but here we are it is just the truth
0: yeah I did I did have a wonderful conversation like 30 minutes ago where someone asked me so what brought you to Springfield Tennessee and I said well I met my wife in Atlanta and then followed her to Tennessee. And so here we are. And then a, the cabinet of the bishop decided we were going to live in Corksville, which is about 30 minutes away. So essentially what I was telling her is had I not met Corey in Atlanta, I would have no idea where Springfield, Tennessee was.
1: Speaking of not knowing what it was, I feel like that's a perfect segue to our Wednesday Night Meal section if you're ready to move on.
0: Unfortunately, I no longer am employed at a church that caters private chef for Wednesday Night Meals.
1: We all feel so bad for you, Ryan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was, that was definitely an experience. However, I do have to say, I am not disappointed in the Wednesday night meals that I am currently receiving.
1: That's good. Do you want to share what you had?
0: So for last Sunday, we have a rotation of people who like sign up to bring food on Wednesday nights. And last Sunday, the person who had signed up catered, well, didn't cater, but got like takeout barbecue from a barbecue mm-hmm. place that I had never been to. But when I had moved to Tennessee, it was literally like i could have walked to it from my house and just never went there anyway so we had like good barbecue that someone drove like 45 minutes to get and it was delicious i mean it's just a delightful pulled pork sandwich i believe i had some good potato salad as well and i had some coleslaw i will say the coleslaw was not great it was very lettuce forward which just wasn't Uh, is
1: coleslaw ever great has anyone ever had a bite of coleslaw and been like man that's some great food right there. Or is it just like an auxiliary side?
0: When you can only like taste the mayonnaise and the red cabbage, is that that's when it's at its best? Ew. But I was getting like a lot. Of, it felt like I was eating iceberg lettuce, which just didn't fit into what I thought coleslaw was.
1: Yeah, because like my understanding is there's not lettuce in it, right?
0: Right. It's cabbage.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's cabbage. Oh, speaking of which, I am raised by two parents from the North, and so I really like sauerkraut. I'm just going to say it, I do, I love it. But I have also been, I'm segueing into my Wednesday night, I just realized this, sorry, sorry about ya. So I was sitting at Wednesday night the other night, and I was talking about what I eat at lunch, and like, during the work day and the truth is I just like don't really eat. I usually skip breakfast and skip lunch like all the dietitians recommend and then I just come home and eat all night and then go back and do it the next day. So I was explaining this to like my Wednesday night table and one of the ladies there used to be a home ec teacher and I thought that she was gonna fall out of her chair. She was so disappointed in me. So the next week I made a, like I made a a menu and I texted it to her and her daughter and I was like, look, I'm like, I'm bringing my lunch. I'm eating breakfast (laughs) and they got so upset because one day my breakfast consisted of a grapefruit and for lunch I brought a sauce, like essentially a hot dog, but like sausage and with sauerkraut and they, I was like so proud of myself because sauerkraut's really healthy for you. It's just cabbage and salt, you know, like, and they also, again, almost fell out of their chair and they were like, this is not a balanced meal. And I was like, it's 100% more than what I was eating before. And they were like, no, 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 it doesn't count. So they have, through Wednesday night meals, I have started eating better during the day, thanks to them. Anyway, that's just a funny thing. So
0: you said that, but like how is a sausage, that's your meat, that's your protein, and then sauerkraut is probably a vegetable. (laughs) I don't understand where the imbalance is.
1: I mean, how of same. What they were telling me is that I need protein in the morning. And she was like, Aren't you exhausted by the end of the day? And I was like, Yeah, I'm exhausted. And she was like, That's because you're not eating. <laughs> um, so now I eat oatmeal with protein in it with blueberries in the morning. And then I, I'm having a more balanced meal at lunch that also has protein in it. So what they were really concerned about was my protein intake. And then obviously, like, you know, carrots and other lunch shit. But yeah, today I had. To Tomato bisque soup. It was delicious. Wow. But also didn't have protein, so don't tell them. But anyway, all I have to say, speaking of soup, that's what we had for Wednesday night. We had a soup bar where all these different ladies in the church brought in their soups. And I really like the concept of this. I love having options. I love soup. It's good. It's hearty. Everyone likes soup. And when there's like 10, you can pick what kind you like. The unfortunate thing is that I went for a chicken soup and it was good. It was like chicken, but like with like creamy chicken, something, you know, so it had like a white Mm -hmm. base, but the white base covered the fact that it had mushrooms in it. Um, which like boo mushrooms, especially boo surprise mushrooms, but then also it had surprise zucchini in it. And so I spent the majority of my time in not eating my soup, but trying to pick out all these surprise (laughs) mushrooms and zucchinis. So I think that if you like those vegetables, it was a great soup, but I would not rank it as a... Cecilia would eat again
0: yeah and that's fair I mean that just shows the like individuality of everything because everything you said from the jump where you said oh we had soup and it was great because soup you think soup is dinner and like that's fine and then you found mushrooms in your soup which like sure that's great I love a mushroom I love a zucchini I love cream of chicken all of that sounds great my my problem with your meal is that you were under the assumption that the soup was in fact the meal.
1: Well, it had crackers with it. Does that count? It's just a little meat and crackers is basically a sandwich.
0: I mean, you're getting closer, to be honest with you, because like (laughs) for me, as someone who frequents the Panera Bread Company, my soup is always accompanied with a protein-based sandwich.
1: Can we talk about how expensive Panera has gotten. Like, I know everything's expensive, but, like, Panera feels like they took inflation and just started running with it. Uh Uh-huh. I tried to get a pick two the other day, and my pick two for one person, and my my drink was free. My pick two was $15 for a soup and a sandwich. Excuse me, no. No.
0: Like, I will microwave my own food, thank you, Panera Bread Company. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, maybe, but also I'll go somewhere else. Panera Bread Company. We are part of the Sip Club and I love it and I preach it like I preach the gospel but I am no longer preaching the p- pick two.
0: We are also, We are also in the Sip Club and when Corey had Thomas we were in the hospital for like two and a half days and when we came home there was a charge at Panera for like $13 while we were in the hospital and I was like I know we didn't eat Panera in the hospital and so like Corey called to get her debit card canceled because like obviously someone had stolen her debit card and bought Panera with it and then
1: $13 of Panera (laughs) uh
0: uh-huh so then like several days later I was just driving down the road and I was like oh no and so I called Corey I was like Corey I think we (laughs) just we forgot to cancel the sip club trial and so now we have sip club forever but luckily we did not we just canceled the debit card and didn't like dispute the charge like idiots (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to our yeah. bank and so we just, Corey just got a new debit card
1: that's hilarious i think we're still in at the rate that we got it at it's even 13 dollars. i think we got it when it was
0: 8.99 oh that's nice yeah we pay 13 you, but like panera are is s-
1: like every day they're entering it up by a penny and hoping we don't notice <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah because what are you gonna do not go to panera
1: right i'm literally drinking a panera drink right now it's like do you hear it
0: yeah, there it is. But that's great audio, also.
1: <laughs> yeah, this has just become ASMR. <laughs> um, <laughs> just Cecilia dangling different food bev- in beverages in front of the
0: microphone. <laughs> I know do y'all do do y'all have to do this thing where you're like leaving the house and you have to text each other be like hey are you gonna run by Panera in the next two hours or am I good
1: we've actually worked out science so we don't even have to communicate about it we know who goes when during the day
0: it's so pathetic I get it you've been married longer than us
1: Oh my gosh. No, um, but that's another thing I found out during the pandemic is that it is very likely that I have Meniere's disease, which like is not really a big deal, except that it's a lot of fluid on your ears, and sometimes it um, ter- like throws off your equilibrium, and you get really nauseous and dizzy and get really bad headaches, and it is like really induced by salt intake, so yay sauerkraut, and caffeine intake, and so I've had to cut coffee completely out of my life. And now at Panera, I get uncaffeinated drinks. So the lime bubbly is the life for me. That's interesting. And it's miserable. I can just tell you that I hate living without caffeine. The end.
0: Oh, I'm sorry for you. Cool. Well, (laughs) let's move on because obviously that's more Panera talk than I thought we were going to have when we (laughs) went through our rundown.
1: This is the Pastor Wife, Panera. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, but what else is there? We, we got Target. We got Panera. We have Children's yeah. Ministry. We've hit the triple crown of Pastor Wifing. So speaking of Pastor Wifing, we have some points to dole out for each other.
1: I, I don't think we do it for each other, though. We just argue our case, right?
0: Right. And we really did. So obviously we're going to start over because new season, new us, new points.
1: But go ahead and say it. Go well, ahead and say it. Just... Just tell the world what the world already knows.
0: So, I had this sweet spot, right, where I wasn't working at a church, and so I was attending church with Corey and doing all the pastor wife things. I would have gotten so many pastor wife points during COVID, but before we moved, because I was doing a lot of, like, tech stuff for the church. Now, I work full-time, and Mm -hmm. Corey is on maternity leave, and so all Mm -hmm. of the things that are theoretically pastor wifey are just, like, being a parent and a husband, which I should not get points for, and I realized that. Also, I don't even have to drive an hour to see her every day
1: remember that remember when you were trying to get you were like i looked in her direction i get points today oh
0: right and so now Sorry. i can't be like i'm gonna go home and hold my child pastor wife points no that's not how this works okay oh, so what you ooh, got this I week did, i do actually have points i was a genius this isn't Wait, really what? we
1: all know that i won last time that's all i was yes. trying to get you to say i
0: Oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. I, We
1: all know that I won. I was the best. I'm the best pastor's wife ever between the two of us. Okay, so what's your story for this week? And we'll see if you yeah.
0: win. So, Corey... Which I feel like more people than I realize have. Corey has gotten like a special ornament, at least one every year of her life. And that Mm -hmm. is what adorns our Christmas tree. And so like every ornament has a story. Every ornament is very special. It is distressing when one breaks. And so because we have two dogs, two cats, and a newborn, one of Corey's ornaments broke uh, in miraculous fashion. Actually, it was an American girl ornament. And when it broke, it was decapitated. Just like straight up clean break across the neck. Very sad. Corey was upset. Like within like 10 minutes, I had already found one on Poshmark that was for sale. Bought it. Had it shipped to our house. It got here yesterday. uh, And Corey loved it. Made her cry because I am a great husband. Also, when uh, the one we had before had a hand missing. Mm -hmm. And then when it fell, it obviously lost the other hand and lost its head. But the new one we got... Has that same hand missing that the original one did, but luckily we have the, <laughs> we have the piece and we'll be able to like glue it on. yeah. but yeah, so I got a sentimental ornament for my wife for Christmas.
1: I mean, look, I love it. I love that. That's great. And you did exactly the right thing and women everywhere are applauding you. spouses everywhere are applauding you. but that has nothing to do with the church.
0: Well, here's the thing, is that Corey's on maternity leave, and so there's not a ton I can do at the <laughs> church for Corey until January 8th.
1: <laughs> Ugh, I guess that's true. Okay, so we will give you, how many points is that?
0: I don't know, one one head, one point? Like, I think we can just do this, like, one task is one point. I think okay. it's okay.
1: Okay, so Ryan is at one point. So, I was thinking about this. Do we do, do demerits? Uh, do we, we lose points?
0: I mean, I'm all for you losing points.
1: Okay. But it just is based off of self-disclosure. So I will say that I am part of the youth committee at church. And on Sunday, we were supposed to, um, the youth are doing a fundraiser and they're wrapping presents and I was supposed to stay and help for several hours. Something came up and I couldn't, I literally could not. So I skipped out on an obligation and so negative points for that, right? Negative one point. Yeah. Missing a committee
0: meeting is pretty rough. I
1: did get good pizza though. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have added that. Sorry, Sharon, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> do I get negative points for bragging about my pizza? <laughs> um Okay, but last night, I went shopping with William for all of the staff gifts this year. And while he was at a meeting, I wrapped all of the staff gifts. Wow. Um, And I want to point out that there's six staff, but I won't. And so I just think, I think I get one point for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, wrapping staff gifts is pretty cool. Technically, I also wrapped all the staff gifts at Corey's church this year.
1: Did you do it this week, though?
0: Yeah, but also, Corey is the only staff person at her church, so...
1: Okay, kill me now. Okay. And then also, I am doing the traditional Cecilia handwrites 250 Christmas cards. I'm not finished yet, but I would like to go ahead and add it for this week to negate my failure to go to my committee meeting.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I can get you for Christmas is just buying you a fancy font that mimics. Handwriting really well. There Mm. is someone I know, a pastor, who has a font he uses. I have no idea what it is. He would never tell me, and I'm sure hasn't told anyone that like he would send cards to church members and they would come and tell him how great his handwriting was. (laughs) So
1: that is true because occasionally William will like try to help me, and then I end up yelling at him because I'm like, nobody can. Nobody can read that. And mine's not that much better. But yeah, I would like a font. The problem is, though, like, there's just something about a handwritten card. And I do know I get more comments about my my Christmas cards than I do about my clothing collectively throughout the whole year. So, like, I know that it matters, you know?
0: Yeah, and but it's just... also, isn't that what we want, like, for you as a woman is that they're not commenting on your appearance. They're commenting on your the no, thoughtfulness absolutely. of your...
1: Absolutely, but what I'm saying is like, like that. That's how many people come up and talk to me about it. Like, oh, we got your card. Thank you so much. Because we don't just do the like, Merry Christmas, love, William and Cecilia. We like write in them. So it's a thing. It's a thing. And I started it, and I probably shouldn't have. And now we're here. (laughs) Um. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, great job. Two points. I was well. I would say you get like. Three points for the handwritten cards because that is absolutely absurd that you do that. And I
1: have one last thing.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Last week I went to the Christmas, the kids' Christmas pageant on Wednesday night, and I did not have to go. They didn't like sneak attack you in church this year. It was actually like on your own whim you get to go to the Christmas pageant, and I did. And I literally had someone I was telling them I was going to do it, and first they thought I meant like a like a kids' pageant, like where they dress Uh up and, like, wear tiaras and shit. Uh Uh-huh. But then when I explained what it was, they said, why? (laughs) And I feel like if somebody gets to say, why are you doing that, then you get a point for doing it, Right.
0: Oh, absolutely! Mm -hmm. My biggest, one of the biggest things I regret this year is that we have a baby. It is December. He's like the perfect size and temperament to be a baby Jesus, and we have nowhere to take him to be baby Jesus. I've thought about putting an ad on like Craigslist of like Jesus for hire, but who knows?
1: Yes, you do. Bring him to our church.
0: Are you doing another pageant?
1: Well, on Christmas. You know, Christmas Day is Sunday. And so for Christmas morning, we're doing the, you know, Max used to do the DIY nativity. Maybe he never did at your church because your church. Yeah, was yeah, fancy, I know what you're talking Park about. Park was fun, but when William is doing that this year, he stole it from Max. And so there's a part for a baby in it, though. So you guys should just come up for Christmas. Yeah, Day. I've
0: got like several things I'm committed to already on Christmas Day, and none of them take me north of the Tennessee border.
1: Okay, well you're just lame, and you're missing Thomas's one chance.
0: I mean, you're not wrong, uh, but I, I anticipate several more of those moments in the next several years. So,
1: Ugh. man, what a perfect angel! He's the best. All so right. this week's totals are Ryan one and Cecilia five.
0: <laughs> sounds sounds right.
1: Uh, doesn't it feel great to be back?
0: I love it so much. Well, let's get to just like I want to get right into it. This is my favorite favorite segment that we do. Cecilia, can you please find me a recipe in an old timey church cookbook?
1: Absolutely. This week's recipe is from our good old friend Gail.
0: Oh, I miss and, Gail.
1: Right? It's for millionaire pie, which, as I was reading this earlier, William said that he's had it and he's loved it.
0: I've um, also, I but, really like millionaire pie. Okay, weird.
1: I just really picked it out because it has our, one of our favorite ingredients—not gelatin, but pineapple. Because you can't go to a pine lock pie, pine, pine lock? you can't go to a potluck without pineapple or gelatin in it.
0: Wait, maybe I don't know what millionaire pie is or Gail has just some off-the-wall millionaire pie recipe.
1: Okay, that's what I... I, mm Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, so millionaire pie, according to Gail, (laughs) has two cups of powdered sugar, one stick of butter, one egg, a fourth teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of vanilla, eight ounces of canned crushed pineapple, drained, half a cup pecans chopped one cup whipping cream, and two graham cracker crusts. So you cream everything together, add the egg, salt, vanilla, mix until fluffy, then spoon into pie shells. I guess it makes two. Chill, whip the cream until stiff, and add drained pineapples and nuts, and then spoon over first mixture and chill well there you go. Just cold, cold pineapple with your whipped cream here.
0: Yeah. And like, so I just Googled this, right? Because I was like, I've had millionaire, but I have (laughs) not had millionaire pie before. Because what I'm seeing is just like, it's just fruit and Cool Whip inside a crust. And so the only thing that makes it pie and not like a fruit salad is that it's contained inside a crust.
1: Also though, like there's butter in it. it's like fruit salad, but with butter (laughs) and egg. All I'm saying is there are a couple people at potlucks that you know to avoid their dishes And I think Gail might be on my list.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm just going to read you the first two sentences from the Wikipedia article for Millionaire Pie. Millionaire Pie is a no-bake American pie. This pie is a dish from the Southern United States and originally from South Carolina. So, great job, (sighs) South Carolina.
1: You know, I just realized Uh this calls for egg, but you're right. It's a no-bake pie. So, Gail's just serving you raw egg.
0: Absolutely. Well, this is, this did come now that I'm reading. You know how we have just this like theme of pies that are just fruit? Because this was invented like between the 30s and the 50s when refrigerators became popular and so then you were like oh i can refrigerate this thing so obviously i'm gonna do it uh, with no regard for how it was gonna taste but like we ha- we see the same thing with like gelatin where gelatin is in everything because you could put gelatin and then put it in a refrigerator and you had this brand new thing no one's ever eaten before
1: yeah i hear you neat refrigeration but refrigeration doesn't get rid of salmonella from raw egg
0: oh yeah i know that and you know that but gail absolutely does not know that
1: gail might know it but does not care does not care all right well this has been fun i'm glad i'm glad we're doing this again i'm excited to get back in the swing of it and start talking about more church things and god things and theology things and pastor wife stereotypical things
0: yeah, and hopefully soon we'll get some guests on and hear their perspectives on what it's like to be a pastor wife, but absolutely, this was a good first first jaunt into getting this podcast back and running we hope you enjoyed it you can find us however you're listening to it now but you can also find us on itunes google podcasts any third-party podcasting apps we're on audible now so if you're an audible subscriber you want to just use your 15 dollars a month on listening to us talk about our lives that's wonderful <laughs> But yeah, where can you find us on social media, Cecilia?
1: That is a great question, Ryan. A question that I will have the answer to in approximately five seconds. Oh, it's just Pass Wife Potluck on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Yeah, and then you can find me at ryanwoulette.com. There's links to all my socials on there. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Bye.